This is an I Am Listening exclusive podcast. We are a minority group. Yeah. And so the majority look and go, they don't want to do that. So it's kind of easy for them to judge. Hello and welcome to this Tread Lightly podcast from us at the Rainham Eco Hub. My name is Kaylee, And I'm Liz. And this podcast is where we delve a little bit deeper into those conversations with local everyday heroes that are doing small and impactful changes. We hope that you get as much out of this as me and Liz do and that you also laugh just as much too. Hello and welcome back to the episode where we are going to be talking to the wonderful Kerry, playing a real life game of vegan bingo. This may actually be one of the funniest ones that we have managed to record so far. And if you are a vegan out there, you have probably heard some of the things that Kerry is going to talk about five million times. Um, So tune in, have a laugh and have a listen. Kerry, what's vegan bingo? Vegan bingo is a way of having a discussion about all the things that get said about veganism, maybe debunking some myths and just generally talking about it um, and explaining everyone's different journeys. I, I love think- it. Can I just say, do you know what's really funny? You just said, Kerry, what's vegan bingo? Is if it is it? It's not an actual thing. We've just made it up. Yeah, we have just made it up. Oh, I thought it was like an actual thing and we was ripping it. Well, I think we have these chats, don't we? And some of us are fully plant-based and vegan. Some of us are kind of on a bit of a journey. People just trying to eat me less. (laughs) Um, And some people are absolutely nailing it. But I don't know whether you guys are the same, but God, the same old kind of comments come out from the same kind of people that you just go, yeah, it's like I've never heard before those kind of comments. And some of these I've kind of, some of these vegan bingo statements are kind of fresh out of the mouth of people who you know I genuinely I think sometimes intrigued about veganism sometimes are a bit scathing sometimes a bit I don't know and also I think when people say oh Kerry's probably the best person to ask this but I think when people say stuff I know I do this all the time I I make a swiping comment and not actually realizing that that might hurt some people do you know what I mean saying some things to some people might be an actually I think what I need to learn more is that I may have heard that 10 times. Yeah. Where actually that's the first time they've said it. Or they've thought it. And But that must be hard for you because I know I've said this five million times. Oh my God, I can never be vegan because I love cheese. You must have heard that five million times. And if you've got a quid every single time, you'd be minted. And actually, I need to realise that wasn't actually a question like to me. That's a statement that someone makes. And it's mm. not my responsibility to respond to that by going, yeah, but blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, that's blah. hard though, isn't it? It's, yeah. That is hard. Tell us about you becoming vegan. How did you start becoming or transitioning from eating meat or being veggie? Like what happened? What was the moment where you went, I'm going to not eat meat anymore? Okay. Well, that kind of general thing that people do, they go, right, new year, new me, that kind of stuff. I wanted to be more healthy. So I wasn't intending to be vegan or vegetarian. I just thought, right, I'm going to cut out red meat. So from January the 1st, I thought, right, I'm going to stop eating sausages. I'm going to stop eating ham, processed stuff to try and be more healthier. And when was this? This was 10 years ago. <gasps> yeah. 10 year anniversary. Yes. So I thought, right, stop eating red meat. I had no intentions of anything else, just stop eating red meat. So I did that. And then that kind of broadened my, I had to kind of think, oh, what should I have instead? So I started eating a lot more plant-based stuff, did some research, looked at recipes. And then 
I had some chicken, and I remember this, I had some chicken at a restaurant, and I had it, and I was tasting it, and because I hadn't had meat for a little while, it tasted really strange, and I just thought, actually, I could quite easily not eat this again. I was quite happy with what I was eating, plant-based, and the nice food I was eating. And then I, so that was in the March of that year, and then I was looking at social media and there was a lot about dairy at the time and I kind of made that decision to go oh I won't have cow's milk I'll have goat's milk and then I realized it's all the kind of same processes of how to obtain it and then I thought actually I'm I'm going to go vegan I'm going to get rid of the whole dairy point and then from March to October it took me that long to transition because of cheese was it really yes um, I did lots of because I, I am very much a research person I did lots of research as why cheese is quite addictive and there's a certain protein in it that makes it addictive casein. oh really mm-hmm. so I was thinking right okay I'm gonna wean myself off it um like an addiction kind of thing do you think it is an addi- yeah you, people are literally ad- are addicted to cheese because the casein in it yeah because of the what it's called casein it's a type of um, protein that's, in that's it. added or that is naturally it's an in protein. it oh gosh so then I looked into like vegetarian cheese, you know, I looked into all those kind of things. And then I remember... Hold on, what is a vegetarian cheese? Because I read this somewhere. Is What is that? Vegetarian cheese doesn't have rennet in it. Rennet is from... A, oh no, it, I know this. Yeah, it's from a car. I think it's from a calf. So it's inside of... It's a, an animal product that they put into cheese. So you can have rennet-free cheese, so vegetarian. So a lot of vegetarians, they will make that change and go, do you know what, I'm going to have cheese, but I'm going to have vegetarian cheese. But, like, I was 37 when I learned this. Like, 37, never... I was today years old when I learned that. (laughs) See, I am a bit... I research and read way too much, (laughs) so I get obsessed with things. And this is... I mean, there's a lot of people that say people are vegan because it is can be you know, uh, a food addiction that you're looking at all your ingredients and things like that. It, it is actually labelled sometimes as a food disorder because it is you're, you're constantly looking at ingredients and what you're putting into your body. Why does veganism, bigger picture, feel like it sometimes gets demonised? Why does it rattle so many feathers? Why are we playing vegan bingo today? What My opinion is because my point of view, I don't want to cause harm on any animal. And when you that when you kind of ask people why they're not vegan, it kind of holds a mirror up and they're kind of, they know they'd never kick a dog, but they're quite, they would, you know, they're actually paying to kill an animal instead. So I think it does hold a mirror up and it holds a lot of guilt for people. And I think a lot of people do want to change, but they're not really sure where to start. And food isn't something you could just not do. It keeps you alive. Mm. So it's not something you could just like, oh, I won't wear leather shoes anymore you know you could choose others where food is actually keeping you alive and it is hard really hard like I said it took me 10 months to go completely vegan and I remember my last non-vegan pudding was a creme brulee and I remember enjoying it on the eve before I went vegan thinking this will be the last dairy uh, dairy product that I will have because at the time 10 years ago there wasn't all the amazing alternatives that there are now yeah so it was kind of like and I've never had one since like not even an alternative one do you know what I love about you though so obviously we've only been friends for about three years and I am a flexi and I mean I don't know the last time that I ate meat but I am really trying to um cheese cheese is hard cheese I don't really I hate milk anyway I don't really have milk but the one thing I love about you is that I bear in mind my previous comment around um, people do say things and then not realize how that might affect other people but I have felt like I've been able to like say to you oh Kevy I can't find cheese that I like 
like a vegan cheese are oh, it's so disgusting and you're you're so not judgmental to me you're actually really kind to me and you're like oh how about trying this how about trying this and you're always really like encouraging and positive mm. even though you know that I'm living a lifestyle that that you've chosen not to and I think that just shows what kind of person you are really thank you if I have been on a massive journey mm-hmm. if you had known me maybe first two three years of being vegan yeah. I'm telling you I was angry really really angry because it kind of makes you look at the people you love mm, and think why way. aren't you why are you paying why are you contributing to torture and pain mm, so mm. It was really difficult for me but I got to the point where I was like I can't cut out all these people out of my life they respect me they love me and so I love and respect them and if people are respectful to me I'm more than happy to have conversations I'm more than happy to have you know stupid games of vegan bingo yeah and if you if you can't (laughs) find a decent cheese then you know that's absolutely fine everyone's taste buds are different yeah. I gave up eat, I didn't even try vegan cheese for six months because yeah, someone probably told me very it was sensible. disgusting yeah. like, and they were back then you are probably sensible so if you know I'm more than happy to talk to people about it and I res- if people respect me Kaylee, I respect them back and do you find and this comes from being you know veggie for nearly god 30 30 odd years which is amazing but back in the kind of 90s when I was veggie, it would be that I would sit down, I'd have my meal in front of me and people would almost flock to look at what the weird freak is eating. <laughs> because it made them feel better that actually they go, whoa, look at that. That's that not very is nice. Mad. So I'm not going to be veggie because so of that. You're, you've been veggie for f- what then? I was like, like 11, I think, when I went veggie. How did you do that? Just just go... In the 90s, it was rough, man. It was yeah, but How did you go, oh, I'm just going to be veggie? Was your whole family veggie? No. You just no. went, I'm going to do it? Yeah. It's a bit like my daughter. Your mum supported you. Yeah. yeah. And cooked dinners and yeah, all those kind of things. Yeah, cooked dinners, which is super kind. And I've never felt judged and I've always felt really supported with being really veggie. Good. But having said that, I haven't been immune from being on the receiving end of this kind of dirty word that's been banded around, which is kind of the heaviness of vegan and my daughter who doesn't eat meat, you know, the kind of comments that she gets at school from kids who are like, you know, come and join me at the chicken shop after school. Because we real are the kind minority. Of- it's the minor- we are a minority group. Yeah. And so the majority look and go, and then they don't want to do that. So it's kind of easy for them to judge and At, find ways to. How many times, it. though, have you given people vegan food and they don't even know it's vegan and they really like it? Well, people eat apples and bananas. <laughs> I'm so glad you just said that. I read something the other day. No, I kid you not. I read something the other day and it really, really stuck with me. It was something like, I can't believe we end up having to eat animals or animals um when we've got things like cherries and lychee and you know all of the like they named all of these amazing foods that are natural that grow from the ground and i when i read it i was like it made my mouth water mm-hmm. they'd obviously like picked foods that like really i thought oh my god that's so true isn't it we could actually go out the way to make food <laughs> that actually we've got that's so much more flake like do you know what i mean yeah. i eat way more I mean I'm not a vegan salesperson for anyone else I'm not trying to sell you anything I'm not trying to like steer you towards things or anything but I eat the most amazing things you send the loveliest pictures than I never have ever had before 
I am always envious of your bowls that you send through, to be fair. On oh, my God. Group. The amount of stuff that you can have now is just... I love food. My mum says to me, oh, you, all you think about is food. I'm like, yes, I love food. <laughs> so being vegan for me is like, I need to find the best things that I can have that just don't contribute to animal suffering. That's literally all it is. Gone are the days of the spicy bean burgers, hey? Yeah. Although there's uh, nice spicy bean burgers. Yeah, bean burgers aren't my friend. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be for another day. <laughs> You'll be here in a little <laughs> in a minute. Right, so I'm excited. So we are actually going to play vegan bingo and we've got our dobbers. We have got a little helper in the studio today by the name of Bella. Do you want to say hi, Bells? Hello. Bells is my daughter and she's been roped in to do bingo calling for the day. So uh, we're playing for a line and a house, people. prizes? We didn't talk about this. I mean, there might be prizes. They're biscuits. No, there is a prize, actually. I can't tell you because it's a surprise. I've just seen it by the corner of my eye. <laughs> a surprise prize. Yeah, you may have given it to me in the first place, but you, <laughs> but you never know. You, we're playing for... I haven't got a good memory these days. That's fine. We're playing for uh, UK's best-selling vegan lifestyle magazine, Vegan Life. Oh, I don't think I gave you those ones. It's a February 2018 edition. Uh, I think I may have got it from Cat. Fabulous. <laughs> so that's what we're playing for today. It's got a beautiful um, picture of the great palm oil debate, Joey Carbstrong. Oh, I love him. I've seen him live. Oh, chocolate and cheese. Uncle for cats. I don't know what that means. Cat cafes. I don't know what that Joey means. Carbs, that's amazing. Uh, let's go for it, Bella. Wind up those balls. Very professional here. Wind up those balls. Oh, what is this? Number five. <gasps> number five. Number no. five. Who's got number five? Hey. Oh, what you got? We got. Oh. Read it out. What's number five, oh, Kerry? I love this one. I what is it? I get to this quite a lot. We'd be overpopulated with cows. It's a big issue, what? Kerry. As people, people have not ever said that to you, have they? What? Uh, yes, what, what, yes. <laughs> what, what people say are what are we going to do with all the cows if we're not using them for meat and for dairy and um, yeah so that's kind of a question that gets asked to me what, what are your thoughts on that what do you think is going to happen to all the cows oh god this was literally a live comment that was made this week to my daughter in food um, not food tech like culture and ethics or something whatever it is at school where they're like well we have to eat them otherwise we'd be overpopulated and she said nothing. <laughs> Not because she doesn't know the answer. No, but just she because, doesn't feel so. I guess so, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I've never thought of that. I would People, normally say something stupid like that, but I've, I've... I thought, you know, I'd go out for walks. I'd go, oh, I'm looking at the lovely wildlife, take pictures of the cows, take pictures of the sheep. And then some said, you know, they're not wild. You know, they're bred for us, oh, for God. supply and demand. All right, like, cheery. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I never really thought about that. Cows are not wild. You know, there are breeds that were wild, but now we breed them domesticated because they're livestock. Yeah. So actually, if if we don't have them for meat or for dairy, then they will just stop breeding them. And actually, it, then we're not, we're not going to be overrun with them. And actually, they still you will use cows for pet food. So it'd be fine. Do you know, so my sister told me the other day, right? I kid you not, this woman has got a cow as a pet. Right, there's a whole other conversation anyway, but she's got a cow as a pet, right? And she, she like, I don't know if it's a calf or what, I don't know. But apparently, when they get to a certain age, like they think that they are like married to you, like in love with you. <laughs> they are Is this really true? intelligent animals. Yeah, she said that they, they, um, they literally think that you are together. That that's so sweet. Do you think that's true? Or do you think she's putting in my leg? And then she said she like lays down and reads a book on this cow. 
Like the cow lays down and she just lay cuddles up with it and reads a book. I kid you not, she told me this yesterday. Honest. She only lives in Stoke somewhere. <laughs> I can imagine that it, that could be true. They're very compassionate beings. And the fact I went to see some cows, um, rescued cows. And before we went into the field, we all got told we had to go and um, greet the patriarch. We had to go to him and we had to stroke him. It's always a bloody man. No, it was a matriarch before that. Okay. It was a woman before, it was a female before that. But what happened was, is, um, it's it's, it's a bit of a, it might be a bit sad, but basically, obviously you've got the herd. They made their own herd, even though they're all from different places. They made their own herd. And at the time it was a matriarch and the matriarch kind of knows when she's ready, when she's going to be leaving this earth. She lays down and she knows. And then what happens is um, she chooses the next herd leader. Oh! And the herd leader kind of gathers around her and they were circling her. And basically the herd leader breathes her last breath onto the new leader. Oh my God. And they say goodbye to her. It's phenomenal. I've never seen this. This is at the sanctuary that I went to. (gasps) And the woman that was telling us, honestly, we're all in tears. And she's like, it's one of the most amazing things they've ever experienced. Oh my gosh. Because they are so tight knit community. I'm learning so much about cows this week. And then literally we just have millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of them for eating. And yeah, they don't. And their lifespan's obviously very short because they um, don't need, they, they become useless in a way um so they never get to live out their whole their long natural lives but if they was allowed to they live quite long don't oh, they yeah, cows yeah, yeah. i've been snogged by a cow <laughs> i love cow i let their hay breath it's literally the best i mean i'm not a lover of hay breath but i did get oh. snogged do you remember when we went to um we went on a canal boat we went on a canal boat and to go to the shop we had to walk through this cow field and i got a little selfie with this cow and he like licked my face yeah it was beautiful anyway so You've got one. Yep. We need the next ball. Bowl. Bells. I was going to say balls. <laughs> Liz has got... Oh, I need to tell you this, Kerry. Liz has got... You can do the next thing. The next... Uh, have you got it already? What's it called? What number? The number is number two. Number two? Oh, I've got this. I'll eat twice as much meat to make up for it. What? Have you not heard that? No, but well, obviously I'm mixing in the wrong circles because oh, no, no, I don't think you're in the right circles. too many vegan pages, I do. So, <laughs> so someone would say, I'll eat twice as much meat to make up for your not eating meat. I don't think I can say much about that. More on. Move on. Next ball. Next ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 15. Number 15. 15. Oh, I've got that one and all. Ah! Oh. Oh, I know what this is going to be. What's it say? Um, on a desert island. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you were stuck on a desert island, would I've you would you eat meat? Yeah. Do you do you have that said to you from Give time over. to time? I don't get told that, but I've seen the vegan <laughs> answer to that. Okay. And it's just like, well, if you lived on a planet full of really nice fruit and vegetables, would you still eat meat? Because <laughs> that's where we live. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of stuff here that we could be eating and we're still eating meat. Because guess what? Like, plants and food grow on a desert island. Did you know that? <laughs> Jeez. See what I mean? Move on. Next ball. Next ball. <laughs> the number is number one. Oh. Kelly's eye, number one. Who's got number one? This is Me. I. Go on. I'm going to need your help with this one because I bet you this comes up a lot. 
babe I've got bigger issues than this <laughs> that is kind of the last thing that people say and they normally do a little joke with it do they wobble they, their head when they finish when they want to finish the conversation it's kind of this is th- this isn't the first thing that people say to me it's normally all the other kind of things that we've talked about first yeah, yeah. and then when they're not happy with the answer I've given or they can't think of anything to come back with they're like well I've got bigger issues to deal with. I've got to pay the bills. I guess that's a way to just shut the conversation down if yeah. they don't want to listen anymore. I mean, that's a quick way to shut down any conversation, vegan yeah, or not, really. <laughs> Which is quite rude, in my opinion. True. Right, what's up next, Bells? Uh, number 80. 80. Oh, oh, sorry. Eight that's me. Mm-mm. I prepared oh. the balls. <laughs> next hey, ball. One job. Number seven. Number seven. No. Oh, I've got this one here. So, um, soy... Um, is a big contributor to, de- to deforestation as well. Okay, yep. I can give you some really sexy geek, facts. Go on, geek no, out no, on us. Go on, go on. Because <laughs> I get told this quite a lot. Right. What, that you're a geek? <laughs> no, <laughs> about the soy thing. Oh, do you? Um, basically, all soy that is um, consumed by humans directly is normally around 2-3%. Whereas the rest of it is used for animal feed. So people might believe that their cows and sheep are grass fed and you might be able to get that um, if you ask for it specifically, if you look for specific meat, organic meat. But all of the livestock that people are eating, um, they, they are eating soya beans to fatten them up quickly, ready to be processed. So, yeah, deforestation is a huge you know, a huge, huge problem. And they are wiping out trees to grow soya plantations. But like I said, it's being imported and used for meat. Predominantly not eaten by people. No, like I said, 2% is used um, for human consumption. And people say, well, you have soya milk. You contribute to the whole thing. Um, I make sure if I do have soy milk, I am I only have, you can choose European, like soya beans from European sources, or you make sure um, it's sustainable sustainable accreditations and things that's super helpful thank you thank you do you want to live more sustainably but you just don't know where to start did you like me sign up for veganuary and accidentally buy chicken sausages on day two does the whole eco thing leave you feeling confused and sometimes overwhelmed if so this is the podcast for you remember to check us out on our socials on facebook and instagram the Rainham eco hub Next ball, please. Next ball is number three. I've got three. Go on, Liz. I think you're... I know you can't see this, listeners, but Bella is sitting next to Liz and I think they are... Are you helping me cheat, Bells? Yeah. I don't see them as an animal. Have you heard that before? What, you don't see an animal as an animal? No, I don't see my fish fish fingers as an animal. I don't see my chicken nuggets as a chicken. I don't see my burger as a cow. Yeah, and I mean, that is the scary part. People don't know where their food comes from a lot of the food we eat is full of synthetic chemicals Mm. and you know it is shaped it is shaped into weird and wonderful things like you know sausage shapes and burger shapes and fish fingers and you know there's lots of um meats there's lots of animals that are in food that i never even thought of like worst worst i can't say it worcestershire sauce yeah that's got anchovies in there's just so many strange um items in food you never think like beetles the you know shellac and um caramine and all those kind of things are in food and sweets that are from insects to make them shiny yeah oh my god and even bread bread has got vitamin d in it and they take that from duck and goose feathers you shouldn't have told this to liz look at her face 
I don't need to eat bread though, but that's for another podcast. Oh, like <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, people, people probably obsessed going, I haven't got time to be looking at ingredients, but there are some amazing resources out there where you can literally just, it gives you lists of things to look for and avoid. And certain foods that actually, you know, have got animal products in that you never even think. And once you know, you know as well, right? There's yes. certain And things. we share stuff, you know, we share things with each other. And a lot of the packaging and labelling is much better now. So something with obviously the vegan sign on it, you know that it is. And if it isn't, it's vegetarian, you can kind of see why it isn't vegetarian. Salt and vinegar crisps, man. Salt and vinegar crisps. I've got milk in. Like who needs to put milk in salt and vinegar crisps? That's mad. But, but bacon crisps are vegan because yeah. it's all synthetic flavourings. Mad, isn't it? Do you feel like you learn it quicker now? Do you feel like you, you're you just rattling it off your head whereas I'm going, okay, okay, okay. I guess it's like anything, isn't it? The first few weeks or months, you must be reading every packet and now you just know what you buy at the supermarket and don't give it a second thought. Yeah, exactly. And I think... Um it's updated. I do look at um, vegan websites and um, there are pages on social media and things like that. And they do give you up- updates. There's one thing that I used to really like. There's um, Fry's chocolate bars and they used to be accidentally vegan. So they weren't labelled vegan, but they had no milk products in it. Um, but now they've started to add milk in it. So one of my friends said, oh, just to let you know, Fry's have now got milk in it. So I obviously think, oh, great, I won't buy them anymore. Why do they bother? I don't know. Why? But guacamole, guacamole used to have milk in it because it's cheaper to use dairy than it was avocados. So there was lots of guacamole that I was like, oh my God, I can't have it. But it is literally avocados, tomatoes and onions, but they were putting milk in it to thicken it up. I use it for emulsifiers and all those kinds of things. I absolutely hate milk because that's for another day, but grim. This is for our special podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Bells, what next number? Ball, please. number eight. Number eight. (gasps) I've got number eight. Uh, I think one says... Animals eat animals. <laughs> if I someone said to you, if, if someone said to you, animals eat animals. Yep. This is the whole circle of life conversation. That's it. <laughs> this comes up quite a lot. And, you know, when you look at carnivores and yeah, they do eat, lions do eat, zebra, you know, lions or tigers eat zebras. I can't think. Lines, I'm not going to fact check you. Just say whatever. <laughs> we'll agree with you. <laughs> Carnivores in the wild do eat meat, but again, they um, they commit infanticide as well. We don't do that. They torture other animals and kill out. They kill their young and kill their own species. Yeah, we might do that, but it's against law. So using the actual animal um, eat animal thing shouldn't really be a reason to why we do because lions don't go to Tesco's and buy everything. Lions don't grow their own vegetables. You know, carnivores have to eat meat and that's just the way that it is animals and that species. We have, we've developed a society where we don't have to do that. So that is a really rubbish Thank reason. the Lord for that. <laughs> Jeez, could you imagine? Seeing a lion in Tesco's. Well, <laughs> I think cannibalism is uh, illegal last time I knew. So, uh, yeah. Damn it, that's my dinner ruined. That was <laughs> <laughs> next number. The next number is number nine. Oh, number that's nine. That's me. This will be an easy one for you to answer. I hate tofu. I couldn't be vegan. <laughs> I saw a poster that showed you like what non-vegans think tofu look like, what it looks like. And mm. it's literally just a square block made of soybean, soybean curd. You know, Asian cultures have eaten it for years and years and years. Mm. We've only just kind of gone, oh, tofu. And they're probably thinking, oh my God, my aunt's, you know, it's been around for years and it's, you know, amazing for their diets. So, and but you can make the most amazing food. You can make puddings out of it. You, you can make so many really tasty stuff. My friend at work, 
bought an air fryer it's changed his life he's using his air fryer um for tofu all the different marinades and toasting tofu in an air fryer is absolutely a game changer oh does he do um you know dinners for <laughs> for, for, for friends for crowds or? we asked him what he wanted for his birthday and he actually put on that this is like a early 30s guy he's been vegetarian for a while and we're like, what do you want for your birthday? I mean, I really want a tofu press. I really want to like, experience this tofu in my air fryer. And we're like, absolutely. And the person that bought it read all the reviews and he went, I'm going to buy one as well. And he's like, a vegetarian. That's, uh, that's the thing. You don't even have to be vegetarian or vegan to eat tofu. Just experience it and see what it's like. Yeah. I think though, I, I do think that we have become like, I'm speaking for myself here, like, just samey and so bland with the way that we eat like cooking back I don't know my grandparents day like they would home cook everything like they would not go out for dinners they would not yeah they wouldn't have takeaways and stuff and so like they would home cook everything and it was like your normal two meat two veg because it was just that is what you did and I feel like now loads of people don't cook now anyway they don't kind of experiment and if they did, they kind of just stick with what they know they and they know that they like. They don't kind of then, you know, dip into People like... haven't got time. And the amount of ultra-processed food that's now available yeah. is scary. And when you actually look at things that have got more than 20 ingredients in, you're like, and you don't recognise them. That's, mm. the, that's what I try and look at. Like, there's things on there, I go, what are they? And there are that many ingredients you think you need to be looking at. Is that good for your body? Probably not. Probably my whole diet, to be fair. <laughs> it's not good, is it? Next ball, please. The next ball is number 13. Oh, I have number 13. <laughs> this is a good one. I love cheese. <laughs> Did you? I think we can tick that one off. <laughs> I, no, no, can I be honest? Right, I actually... So I do like cheese, right? But since this whole shenanigans of like trying to um that's the, that's my one i mean that and chocolate i i know there are good vegan chocolates but they're my two sticking points right since i've started yeah so i've since i've started to um play around with the whole dabbling the old cheese vegan and cheese they are getting better big but, brands i mean they are, are getting yeah they are now. and to be honest when i've put them in a meal so when i've cooked like something and I, you have to melt like a cream vegan cheese in you it you made the nicest yeah like cheesy the pasta pot thing that so was nice. amazing taming twins recipe uh <laughs> <laughs> which is a sausage pasta pot one pot thing and then i, I just switched all the ingredients for vegan so vegan so soft nice. cheese and then vegan cheese on top yeah so you can't taste that though like as in because it's all mixed in so it's kind of it just it is what, what is it the is hard, but is it the cheese toasty that you find hard so I find yeah like melted cheese or like I because my cooking is so bad <laughs> I no I'm not even joking my cooking's really bad I then put melted cheese on it to make it taste alright yeah, but I when I was vegetarian yeah I thought it'd be okay just to have bowls of vegetables <laughs> and put, <laughs> put loads of cheese on the top <laughs> and actually I was it's the salt you want the salt yeah I mean probably to be is. fair probably but now I'm starting to like get into so I am following Taming Twins I do follow her recipes and so now I'm like experimenting with some of the stuff uh, it is better but I had cheese the other day and it was gritty. 
Yep, some of them have got weird textures. Do you know one of them that I won't name in shame, but has got a really weird, funky smell, and that is a big brand vegan cheese. Really? And I won't eat it because well, no, this was packet, normal. It just smells funny. No, this was. I hate saying that. Normal. It's not normal. What, I dairy? had dairy cheese, right, and it was gritty, and it was like it. It tasted funky, and I thought. Oh no, I can't. I, it was not. It was a brand that I normally get. Well, I don't even <gasps> get a brand. I get a cheese. Yes, and that does happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I ain't going to go and slap a bit of vegan cheese in my sandwich and be happy. I'm still not there yet. But I could taste the difference in the dairy cheese where I was like, I'm not sure I like this. So, oh my goodness, it does happen, it's people. Severe, people. It does happen. Go on, next number because I am really close to a line no, and I'm. Look, I've, I've only got one. Oh yeah, you've been stitched right oh, up. I have. All right, go on, bells. Next number, number four. That's me, I've got a line. Are you joking? No. What, what is it? It's a good one. Plants feel pain too, Kerry. Oh, What? Yes. Plants feel? Plants feel pain too. This is the whole central nervous system I'm so glad you're I'm so glad you're here. Do you know that? <laughs> um, hold on, can we just, can we present her with a, with a um, prize? A line. <laughs> Vegan life. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Going to you. That, on the front. that looks amazing, that dinner. Oh, that does. What is it? Because it didn't actually say what it was. It's like heart shape with like, I don't know. Like pastry, tomato. Oh, that looks really good. It looks really nice. Mm. But do plants feel pain, Kerry? Is this a justified argument well, for people who want to explain that people who eat plants are horrible and mean? Th- th- there's a few kind of ways to answer this. Obviously, if you're looking from a biological point of view, animals have central pr- um, nervous systems. Um, they feel pain. Um, plants, when you cut the grass, it smells wonderful. That is a defence mechanism from grass because oh it's being cut. La, so la, people, la, bring, la, la, la. people bring that into the conversation, you know. But the, the best answer that I can give you is if you were really worried about plants feeling pain, then why are you eating animals that eat the plants? Bosh. <laughs> Next number, Bells. You're so good. Next number is number 11. Number 11, oh, legs 11. Yeah. Go on, Kerry. Oh, that's Finally got one. Horrible. My one says, but it's already dead. It's already dead, Kerry. It's already dead. No, I have heard this one, and that is the most silliest thing I've ever heard. Do you know why? It's not already dead, is it? Well, it's dead by the time you. it's on your plate, I guess. It's, a, it's dead by the time it's in Tesco, so or what's the, the point? Supermarkets. I mean, roadkill, you could have that argument with that, maybe, but because that is dead. It's by accident. It's, it's died, right? I think but their point is right, is if you're walking into any reputable supermarket and you, uh, you're oh, walking up the meat sorry. aisle, if you didn't go and buy that meat, it's dead anyway. So what is the point in not buying it? Right. So then you look backwards, don't you? And you think, how did that, how did that animal get there? It's because of supply and demand and the fact that your money is actually paying for that animal to be killed, to be put packaged, to be put into that reputable supermarket. And I guess if you take the demand away. And actually, there are studies showing now that obviously vegan food is increased, which is actually slowing down the demand for meat. Is that true? Yes. I've heard as well, I applied for a job with Veganuary, that um, South America is doing kind of better than Europe in some ways in terms of like slowing down their meat consumption and increasing oh wow mm. really like kicking off in places like india and brazil and things like that oh wow have a look at the veganuary website i love veganuary too it's very cool <laughs> oh my god the amount of good even more I, vegans look forward to veganuary because all shops make a yeah, huge effort don't they? so we literally go and buy as much as we can and then store it throughout the year stockpile <laughs> 
Go up, Bells. What's next? Next number, number six. That's got to be you, Kerry. Yes. <gasps> I heard a vegan who died of. Now, this is um, one <laughs> oh that I can comment on because this was in the news recently. I don't know if anyone's heard that of... That girl. Yeah. Yeah. I knew she you was going to say She was vegan that. and she died. So that's a really good reason not ever to be vegan because one person died of being vegan. Can I, I just say, though, did she actually just die? Not because she was vegan. I mean, I don't know. She died. very poorly, wasn't she? Yeah. She, she died because poorly. she wasn't eating probably the amount of calories she needed to sustain her body right. and i think she was just eating uh coconuts or plants or something so she was eating a plant-based diet but she was you know of, as a facade sustaining as herself. a facade for being very poorly yes. in other ways as well I, and this was kind of what i read through it as a kind of it was clickbait for news to say vegan dies like to try and put people off because we all know that agriculture dairy farming is all subsidized by the government so it's kind of like they don't want people to not eat dairy and meat because of that how did that make you feel when you were saying when you were seeing the clickbaity kind of headliney stuff that said girl dies after eating vegan diet for five years did you want to step in and comment and say she's poorly anyway or you know this isn't because she's vegan she is a vegan and she's poorly do you do you get do you get drawn in Yes, I do. And I think um, there are certain celebrities that have made a big deal about being vegan and then they've gone back on it. And so it's very easy. It, it makes me feel really sad that they are very influential. And I've, you know, people write on there, well, she couldn't have been vegan in the first place and all this kind of stuff. There's so much out there media wise. And it takes one person to be cross to then stereotype all vegans as being really angry and really destructive. So actually, that's why I am, I've pushed back. I'm not going to be, re- I'm not going to be responding to anything like that. There are amazing activists out there that do this as their job. They literally stand in supermarkets. They stand um, in shopping centres explaining veganism to people and trying to change their minds Mm -hmm. i don't think i'm strong enough to be that person so i'd rather kind of influence or kind of be supportive to people that are on that journey you are i'm so so glad you are yeah (laughs) look at us i'm so glad you are next ball please number number 10 house are you no she can't win a line and a house another magazine for thanks for um thanks for that bells right what was it for those of you that don't know liz is a little bit of a Grinch, right? Oh no, is and it the so Christmas edition? You've got no! the Christmas edition oh. of vegan food and living. And it says, start planning for Christmas. Oh, great. Uh, oh, how environmentally sustainable is your vegan diet? Give it to Kerry. Amazing. It's got 75 plant-based recipes inside though. And nine tips for hosting Christmas on a budget. Look Ooh, at you. another podcast. So we <laughs> hope that we get invited around for dinner and your mate with the tofu press can come Around, cook us dinner and have it at Liz's. That's amazing. I got once this one last one though. I can't believe that. Why? What is your lo- Oh Number yeah, go on. what is it? Sorry, sorry. Last one. Go on. Bacon though, Kerry. Oh wow. <laughs> Bacon. What, what does that mean? What does that statement mean? That they that that's their favourite food. It's like cheese. Oh, it's their cheese. Yeah. Bacon to me, if I smell bacon, I think I think of when I used to have hangovers because it would always be the perfect hangover food. So that's what because it. of the salt, do you the reckon? The smell, yeah, the salt and the smell. Oh. Yeah. But bacon, um, is uh you know tastes really good i didn't go vegan because i didn't like the taste of bacon it's what it comes yeah, from no, of course, and yeah. there are amazing alternatives for bacon some of them smell a bit weird some of them don't cook as well as they are but the technology is getting so much better so there are some really nice if you want to try a decent bacon go to a vegan cafe because they will always use the best one that is another thing, thing i was going to say to you because 
I do ask you for recommendations for this because knowing the best places to go, like if you do want to go out somewhere, do not go to somewhere. I We went for a Christmas meal, right, for um, an event and they did no vegan option. They did no vegan option. In 2023, they had no vegan option, right? So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I can't even remember what I had. I think I might have had like a... Is it a fruit salad? <laughs> or, or a soup? That's normally something that I... No, I think I had a, a mushroom something, but obviously I, it had poxy cream in it, which was fine because I'm not actually a vegan, but I would have preferred to have had a vegan option, especially if I'm going out. It's kind of nice to be able to try somebody who knows how to cook. Because mm. <laughs> the thing, you can cook a, a nice... You can cook something at home, but you know if you go out, you're better off trying vegan food. Different stuff, yeah, yeah. In vegan restaurants, because they're exactly the best cheese, the best milk, and they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what flavors complement each other. Yeah, it's like you go out for dinner. Yeah, you're gonna they're gonna make a better pizza than you can at home. So just the way it is. I do think we should do another one um, on another time vegan episode where you can actually tell us the best places in Kent to go because you have. You have ventured out, haven't you? I love food. I love food. <laughs> I want to support as many vegan cafes as possible and get talking to them. They share recipes with me. They actually collaborate with each other. And it's just a lovely so community nice. of people. So they're trying to just support each other. So if people are wanting to, um, after this, they might want to dip into their toe into a bit of veganism, where Facebook page to get a bit of support, what would you suggest? Uh, the Invicta. I knew you was going to say that. Vegans. That's so lovely, yeah, aren't they? It's all like the Kent and Medway stuff. They have meetups as well. They have picnics. They put up with my stupid questions. Yeah, and they and they, they all they like a community and they arrange to meet up and stuff and you bring your own food and have a nice time. And your number one, just for now, best place to eat in Kent. Um, this is hard. Are we allowed to do this, Liz? I'm just thinking it's mm. the one in Home Bay, the Wallflower. Oh, Wallflower is a completely I've heard vegan of that. The Wallflower is the absolute bomb. Is it? And then you get to see the sea as well. So it's like a double double whammy. Ooh. There's so much more to talk about. On this oh topic. my gosh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I know you was a little bit nervy about coming on and chatting with us, but I've I'm so glad time. you did. Thank you. Can we do, can we do something creative like this again? Because I actually really like bingo and <laughs> I didn't win and I'm really competitive. And we've got some more um, some more statements that we could perhaps do on another episode. Yeah, that'd be nice. So thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kerry. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Rainham Eco Hub's Tread Lightly podcast. If, like us, you're trying to be more sustainable, then like and subscribe to get notified when we release new episodes, or even better, share with your friends and family. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, and thank you for joining us. Stay safe, keep going, and find us on socials. Cheers, guys. This has been an I Am Listening exclusive podcast. For more information, head over to our website, iam-listening.co.uk.